Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth, for God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, for as the Father has mercy upon his children, so the Lord has mercy upon those who fear him. And as a mother comforts her child, so the Lord will comfort you. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Those who believe in me, though they were dead, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. With this good news, let us begin our worship by standing and singing hymn number 464, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. may be seated. Let us pray. Eternal God, your love for us is everlasting, and you alone can turn the shadow of death into the brightness of the morning light. Help us then in this hour to turn to you with believing hearts, and in the stillness of this moment speak to us of eternal things so that hearing the promises of Scripture, we may have hope and be lifted above our darkness and distress into the light and peace of your presence. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We gather this morning for a lot of different reasons. We are here, first of all, to express our sorrow 
for one who has shared the journey with us is no longer with us on the path and we feel that certain absence and so we are here to express our sorrow. Phyllis Brooks once said we do not want to lose our grief because our grief is bound up with our love and we could not cease to mourn without being robbed of our affection. So we're here to express our sorrow. We're also here to receive comfort. We are gathered together with family, with friends, all those who knew Mr. C and uh, shared part of the journey with him and to know that God's spirit is here mingling within the relationships we have and shared with Carol and we sense God's presence and we receive from God's presence God's comfort. We're also here to give thanks. We are here to give thanks to God for God is the author of every good and perfect gift and we give thanks to God this day for the precious gift that we knew in Carol and all the many ways by which he's touched our lives and all the many ways in which he made life bigger than life itself. And so we are here to give thanks to God for gracing us with a life that we got to share with Carol over the life of the journey of his own life. We're also here, most of all, to rejoice. We rejoice because the promise of the gospel is that life does not end with death, that our dear father, grandfather, brother in Christ is already gone to discover that peace which passes all understanding. He is in communion with his Savior, and he is rejoicing with the angels and likely causing lots of trouble up there and we rejoice in that. Thanks be to God. So let us listen to the words of Scripture, that through them we may be reminded of God's faithfulness and that we might sense God's presence and comfort. First, these words from the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These words from Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I've seen the business that God has given everyone to be busy with and he has made everything suitable for its time. And then these words from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, Jesus' words on the night before his own death when he 
says to his disciples, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the counsel of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And then finally, these wonderful words of the vision of John of the heavenly city. I saw a new heaven and a new earth in the first heaven and the first earth that passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with people. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. Jordan Ezri will be sharing with us some remembrances from the family. Good morning. A couple passed through a town named Kissimmee in Florida, and they were arguing about how to pronounce it. The husband said, it's Kissimmee, but the wife insisted that it was pronounced Kissimmee. So they decided to go to a near restaurant and ask the cashier to pronounce the town name. Hello, I was wondering if you could pronounce the name of this place, but very, very slowly for me so my husband can hear it. The woman asked the lady behind the counter. The cashier's eyes went wide, and she replied, Burger King. <laughs> if there's one thing my grandpa loved, maybe a little bit more than his friends and family, it was a good joke. We all know that he was a pretty serious guy, except when it came to joke telling. I promise that this isn't the funniest joke he ever told, but he always said it was a good idea to have a clean joke in your back pocket that you could tell at church if you needed to. And this was one of his favorite go-to clean jokes. Caitlin shared a memory with me about a dinner that she had with Grandpa and a friend of hers here in Florida. As he always did, Grandpa shared a joke with them that has stuck with her for years. What do you get when you have a person who's an insomniac, dyslexic, and agnostic? a man who stays up all night wondering if there really is a dog. So now Caitlin has a joke in her own back pocket that will always make her think of him. Grandpa had a real talent of making others laugh and feel included no matter what the situation was. 
If he was at a dinner with friends, he made sure that the server felt as though they were a part of the group and would often take photos with the servers to keep his memories. Every restaurant in town knew the name Mr. C. And when they heard his voice on the phone asking for a reservation of 10 people in 15 minutes on a busy Friday night, he was always welcomed with a smile and an open table. His love and generosity is what made him who he was. Grandpa would give you the clothes off of his back if you asked him to, and sometimes even if you didn't ask him to. Once Matthew, my boyfriend, and I were visiting Grandma and Grandpa in Florida. Now at that time, Grandpa was obsessed with Tory Richards shirts and wanted Matthew to experience the same joy he got from wearing the shirts. So he, they went into Grandpa's closet and Matthew left with a new shirt. The thing is, Grandpa would do this for anyone regardless of who they were. Although I am a little bit convinced that he liked Matthew a little bit more than me. On the phone, Grandpa would always ask how he was doing or how his job was going before he asked about me. Then again, Grandpa did always have good taste. He would constantly go out of his way to show up for the people he loved most in the world. Lauren shared a memory with me about going to the Ulta Beauty Store with Grandpa. He needed to pick out the perfect hairbrush for Grandma and needed her help. Well, it was probably way out of his comfort zone to step foot in a beauty store. He did it because he wanted Grandma to have the very best and he knew that Lauren would be the perfect person to help. He said that Grandma loved the hairbrush that they picked out together and still brought it up even after she passed away. He was so generous and thoughtful up until he passed. My sister Ellie's wedding was on January 2nd, five days before we lost him. He couldn't make the trip home for the ceremony because of COVID, so he spent a day, two, three, leading up to the wedding, buying all of the right cords and learning how to hook up the live stream to his TV. He wanted to be sure he was there to witness her marriage, even though he couldn't be there in person. He worked so hard to stay connected to us all through technology and always wanted to learn something new, even if it took hours and probably several phone calls home. We were able to spend so much memorable quality time with Grandpa, even though they lived far away. KU games always brought Grandpa up to our house in the wintertime. His love of KU basketball, red wine, and family time never failed to make for a great night with him. Even something as small as going to the grocery store with Grandpa could create lifelong memories. Shortly after Grandma passed away, Michael was able to spend a week with him in Florida. Grandpa always enjoyed the finer things in life, so when he saw that Carrie Gold Butter, or Kelly Gold, as he thought it was called, was on sale, he couldn't help but, find, but buy four containers of it. While it may have seemed like a small moment at the time, it has stuck with Michael ever since. And I think I've seen several of those containers still in the freezer at the house. <laughs> we all have memories just like that one. Grandpa was such a special person to all of us and to every person that he knew. He had the ability to make even the small things feel big and important. When we all spent time together in Florida, he wanted us to have the very best time together as a family. Boat rides, delicious dinners, and pool days all seemed so much more special because Grandpa made it that way. He was truly one of the most giving and generous people I have known. He brought everyone together in ways that would normally feel impossible. So Grandpa would want us to all be celebrating his long, beautifully lived life with a glass of wine, 
some good food, and the community that only he could create. I'll see you later, Grandpa. Love you forever. Thank you, Jordan. Beautiful, lovely. Another passage from Scripture, this one that many of us are not used to hearing at a memorial service, but I have been, as of late, sharing at more and more services because I think it speaks so much to what we feel. And that is from Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. So faith, hope, love, abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. It is not easy, though Jordan made it easy, uh, to try to encapsulate a person who was in many respects uh, larger than life. Uh, Carol was larger than life, I think, in so many regards. He, uh, his presence filled a room, and he had a way of uh, embracing all those who came into that room. He had a heart as big as Kansas, and he loved well. He loved life, and he loved people. He loved his Nancy of 62 years, who deserved a medal, I think, for... Uh, her taking that journey for as long as they did together. They were a wonderful partnership, a wonderful pair, and he loved her dearly, dearly, dearly. And he loved his family, he loved his kids, he loved his grandchildren, he loved that whole gathering that would happen whenever he went back out to the Midwest. It was always with a little twinkle in his eye when he said he was heading back to Kansas City and it was always a joy uh, for him to share with me stories of all of what has gone on in his family and the great pride he had in each and every one of you in, uh, in the ways that he could express that. He loved, his, uh, he loved his Jayhawks, 
And um, so I was always happy to get the update uh, on the Jayhawks on the way out the door. And, uh, and he loved his Jayhawks enough to, I think he named his dog, didn't he, JJ? Or, okay, so it, it passed down from humans to canines. He loved his friends, and that's why we're here. He loved uh, us in the way that Carol loved us, just by, again, uh, surrounding us with his big bear hug of love and uh, being that larger-than-life person who was just always so glad to be in contact and in relationship with you. Um, I always felt as if I was the only one in the room when I was with Carol in a conversation. He loved the uncelebrated. Um, uh, Carol had a way of remembering those that maybe not many people remember, whether it was the server at the restaurant, whether it was the person who, you know, most people don't even recognize, perhaps even the checkout person at the grocery store. He sought to celebrate those that aren't normally celebrated, and he certainly was happy to send us birthday cards along the way um, and remembered our birthdays. Many of you got birthday cards from Carol as a way to let you know that he remembered and that he loved you and cared about you. He loved to be host, and uh, many of us were, had the pleasure of being hosted by he and Nancy in their home, and uh, it was always wonderful to be there and to be handed a nice full glass of wine and to enjoy just being in one another's company. He was just always happy when there were people around, and uh, that's where he got his energy. He loved his boating, of course. He loved his tennis. He took his tennis around the world, playing with people, uh, to people and uh, sharing his love with a broader world community. He loved his mischief and uh, he loved his jokes, as we heard, um, not many of which I could repeat in a sermon, but he loved his jokes. And he loved his country. Um, he was a great patriot and he believed in his country and was very proud of being able to share that with those that he knew. And he loved his own opinions, as we all do, and so he was not afraid of sharing those as well with those that he knew and loved. But really why we're here today is that he loved his God. He loved his God, and he loved the opportunity he had to be an instrument of God's grace in other people's lives. He loved being a Stephen minister. He loved to be able to share that ministry with those he loved and to be able to come alongside of those that needed somebody to walk the path with them. And Carol was a great person to walk the path with us. He loved his God, and one of the ways he exhibited loving his God by handing out these Jesus Calling books um, I think I've gotten four or five copies of this from Carol. Maybe some of you have got that. He had stacks of them at home. And uh, I got a leather-bound one from him, so I just want you to know I think I'm pretty special. Um, and I was making my way through here when I was thinking about Carol's um, memorial service, and um, we had that wonderful selection from uh, the other Jesus Calling book, but I love this selection that actually at the close of the Jesus Calling book, which I thought I would share with you and as a way for us to pronounce a benediction on Carol's life. 
as this year draws to a close, and we can insert as this life draws to a close, Jesus says, receive my peace. This is still your deepest need, and I, your Prince of Peace, long to pour myself into your neediness. My abundance and your emptiness are a perfect match. I designed you to have no sufficiency of your own. I created you as a jar of clay set apart for sacred use. I want you to be filled with my very being, permeated through and through with peace. Thank me for my peaceful presence, regardless of your feelings. Whisper my name in loving tenderness, my peace, which lives continually in your spirit, will gradually work its way through your entire being. We rejoice today to know that God's peace has filled Mr. C's entire being now, and he is at peace, and he is in communion with the saints. This jar of clay in this world that had its chips and cracks has now been totally restored and made into a perfect vessel of God's spirit and peace. And through it, he shines. And we look forward to the day when we shall be gathered together to know of God's unmitigated love, pure love. Praise God from whom and to whom all blessings flow. Let us pray. O God, our Father, from whom we come and unto whom we return and in whom we live and move and have our being, we praise you for your good gift of life, for its wonder and mystery, its friendships and fellowships. We give thanks for the ties that bind us to each other and for your loving and patient dealings with us, for the meaning that lies hidden in the heart of sorrow and disappointment and grief, and for your guiding hand along the way of our pilgrimage. We give thanks for this, your servant and child, recalling all in him that made others love him. We are grateful for the good and gracious influences in his home and for all who minister to his best life. We thank you for the goodness and truth that have passed from his life into the lives of others and have made the world richer for his presence. We bless your name for the revelation of yourself and of your love in our Lord Jesus Christ and for the hope set before us in the gospel. We thank you that deep in the human heart is an unquenchable trust that life does not end with death, that the Father who made us will care for us beyond the bounds of vision even as he cares for us here on this earth. And we praise your name for the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the source of our hope not only today but in all days. And we pray for the comfort of your presence and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Renew within us the gifts of faith, patience, and enduring love. And as we step out upon the world, may we sense that though we've lost one whom we've loved, we've not lost you, and that as you have received this, your child, so too will you receive us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen.
Following the benediction, I will be escorting the family out to the narthex where you can greet them on your way to your cars. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore, world without end and life without end. Amen.